Hey guys, check this out. One man team, what the fuck is that about? It's a glitch, there is no BBK. You don't know who or where this person is. You don't just vanish into thin air, it's fucking only out of fucking safe. You can run fucking doors! It's safe to say that BBK won this game. Fuck the game! Fuck BBK! And fuck this fucking bully Yo, this night is getting pretty fucking interesting. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent here with Kevin and Dave. Hello. 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 Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod. It's episode 200. 200. Wow. wow. Yeah. Feels so unceremonious, doesn't it? I know. Just another day at the office. It's a, it's a couple of guys in a dank warehouse, bathrobes. Life begins at 200. <laughs> I haven't seen anything. I've been busy. Holidays. It's only a couple days after Christmas in our time. I haven't seen anything. You guys? I've seen lots of stuff. This time of year, I'm just like, fam, fam, fam. Sorry. Busy, busy, busy. Shopping, shopping, <laughs> shopping. But all of that all took like two hours of my life. And the rest of the time, I'm just watching movies. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I've been. What's going to lead up to tonight was just kind of a binging on effedupmovies.com. Right. And lots of things like <laughs> I, I watch parts of things because it'll just be too brutal, but not usually not too brutal, just poorly made. So you end up skimming through a whole bunch of stuff, but it's pretty good clickbait. And uh, it's, it's hard to stop. It's like the Tubi thing. I get in these like cycles and these little rabbit holes of one particular streaming service and I'll watch all their stuff. Any so. particular titles? Um, well, Gutter Balls was one. Um, I, I can't think of anything right now. I don't know why I can't think of anything else. So uh, memorable. Of stuff they were strange. memorable. Then. Yeah. <laughs> the portraits of Andrea something, um, which is just kind of like a really, a lot of them are really violent porn. So you end up turning right. it off because there, <laughs> you, you feel bad. Like it's Cause all, you're at like Olive Garden. Right. <laughs> there is a line out there between underground extreme horror and just violent porn. That's right. not really my cup of tea. I mean, start to feel like this is. I mean, I am looking for film here. You know? I'm trying to just say the cinema. You know, if I it, does it pass the cinema test or not? I think both films this week question the cinema test. I think they both pass it. Myself. Hey, oof. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. It's Dave's filth week. It's a, <laughs> it's a, gross it's week. a freestanding sequel. The trilogy of filth, just Dave picking filth. We have to wash off all the Christmas cheer and all the uh, Pollyanna holiday stuff that we've been subjected to for the past several weeks now, and we had to get back down into the gutter, so to speak. Yes. We're going to start with the uh, 2007 film called Gutter Balls. A brutally sadistic rape leads to a series of bizarre, gory murders during a midnight disco bolorama at a popular bowling alley. One by one, players of two teams meet blood-drenched, gruesome deaths at the hand of a black, bowling-gloved masked killer. This alley runs red with blood by sunrise. Uh, yeah, this is, again, I was just on 
effedupmovies.com and I saw a movie called Gutterballs. So from there, I went to <laughs> Reddit. To moth to a flame. I, well, yeah. I was like, oh, it's like me. It's my family. These are my people. Then I went to Reddit and I was like, okay, but I'm going to waste my time watching this Gutterballs movie because I do like these really low tier film fest horror movies that you just don't know why they're made or who makes them and what this whole scene is. But it's very amateur, but the gore is great. Gutterballs is like a splatter fest and it's all in very poor taste. It takes me back to Toxic Avenger. It's very uh, trauma Lloyd Kaufman vibes yeah, to me. Totally. Uh, just in its poor taste and how it like pushes that to the the extreme. And therefore, some of it's funny. Some of it's, you know, there's a very, very long rape scene. But I like the slasher set in an obscure, mundane kind of place. Yeah. And no one's done a bowling alley. And I thought it was really cool. They incorporate all the different things that you might be able to hurt someone with at a bowling alley right down to like the seedy bathroom that's where a lot of the action goes down is in the bathroom but i kind of loved gutter balls i thought that this was a special splatter porn comedy whatever romp after christmas (laughs) (laughs) miracle yeah i mean to me this is very much in the vein of a body melt or it melts yeah well yeah but it's it's like the splatter version of a melt movie to me. And and it has that same, that bonkers gonzo splatterfest thing, but this kind of fuses that with a giallo, a neon giallo at the bowling alley plus rape revenge. So it's kind of just like a melting pot and it's a melty, gross, viscera filled melting this week. I didn't melt at all. (laughs) (laughs) But there's so much, um, there is so much incredible, practical effects gore in this ryan nicholson the writer and director began with a special effects studio of his own and so he at some point transitioned from the fx to directing films and he's got i haven't seen anything else have you seen hangry by any chance or any of his other movies no there's a sequel to this that i couldn't find is gutter balls 2 balls deep it's called supposedly yeah The other film we're going to I, talk about, there's supposedly a sequel. Well, Hangry was also on <laughs> f.movies.com. Yeah, you didn't but see it, I, Well, I saw it got some poor reviews. I also like the review section of f.movies.com. <laughs> Have you guys looked at this thing? No, you can't. Oh. There's like 7,000 pop-ups and viruses <laughs> oh, no, galore. No, the, the comment section is gold. Go there because these people are for real. I mean, I'm there, but um, <laughs> these are some crazy incel psycho. It's scary there. That's one of the, the things. That's yeah, and, and this is available. You can VOD this on, on Prime or Vudu if you want. It's even on a couple obscure ad sites. But I, I liked this. I didn't I didn't love it. I see why you it, why you really it cotton to you. I understand this is <laughs> right up your uh, alley. I feel seen or attacked so, or something. So to speak. The one thing I, I would say that was a little off-putting to me, I think it's this kind of like slapstick gonzo splatter comedy that's going on. When you mix that, like I like the Jalo stuff and all that, but then there's these long sexual torture scenes and the tone is so, you know, I think I prefer that stuff when it's almost, when it's played straight or, or more serious. There's something that's just kind of like, internal. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's a dissonance between what's going on in some of the scenes. So loved all the kills. I mean, the pin setting kill, 
you've beheadings galore. At the end, it do, it turns into a total splatter fest. It's just it's up there with anything. So I respect that. I definitely would check this out if you're into body melt stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know about body melt. I I would I would agree with you. Both movies this week, actually, Trent, they both suffer from for me personally. And I thought that about the next movie, but I I think you're right about this. I feel the same way. It's one or the other for me. Yeah. It's yeah. like, give me the terrible acting and like the way overdone characters and go ahead. Give me the bad acting, the you good the kills. Badness? Yeah. <laughs> the the gore, like all of that. It really doesn't work with like the rape scene is is really long. Yeah. Really brutal. It's incredibly yeah. mean. It's like all of a, it's like um um, I spit on your grave all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still trying to inject some comedy and everything yeah. in there. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's the one annoying kind of bad guy that just laughs like a weasel the entire movie. Uh, yeah, and there's a couple other scenes that that happens. And when we talk about, you know, the line there about you can just like delve into porn. I mean, there's just blowjobs and dicks flying well, I, in this I, movie. I believe there's some like, real. There's a lot of real. I think porn there's some this. real fellatio in this film. I, I'm going to say that was. Unsimulated, as they Unsimulated. say. Unsimulated. We've had that debate. Let's not go down that road again. <laughs> again, I'd like to thank uh, the local band Rigometrics because they had to watch this movie twice this week during their sessions <laughs> that they paid for here at the studio. I think you're going to hear it in the music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can tell that this guy, Ryan Nicholson, who RIP, died of brain cancer a couple years ago. Yeah, 2019. Young guy. He was like in his 40s. 47 years old. Yeah. Did work on like Final Destination movies. Yes. Like he has a, re, had a really good FX background. Done a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, tons of stuff. And you can tell how how much of a love letter this is to the old age. I was shocked. This is two thousand seven. I would have thought that this was like eighties. It's very faithfully done to like the slashers of that right, era. Right, because it takes place in the eighties. So that's yeah, and the part setting, of the tone. like the, yeah. the bowling alley. I mean, I, I, the, I can never remember the name off the top of my head, the slime ball bowlerama, like whatever, <laughs> like, you know, all of that is incredibly faithful. The kills are super good. The end where it goes like traditional slasher, and we've just talked about this on the show, and it's come up in the past where we love sort of like that, like body reveal when they're all kind of like on display for you. Yeah, that was great. That was almost like a TCM where the bowling shoes were all hanging down yeah, like bones. So there's a great like big reveal at the end. There's a number of twists which are hilarious. Like yeah. I was actually yeah. laughing uh, about how stupid all of that got to be. Uh, the Jalo thing is incredibly kind because there's no mystery to this. One of the twists. Oh, I didn't I guess, know. Who, I didn't like guess. <laughs> really? I didn't know who the killer was. Really? No. I all right. Know. Okay. Well, good on you. <laughs> um, the acting is so it's so bad on a level that I think is it actually puts this into like really bad movie. Definitely. And a guy like this that like clearly loves the genre, he has some experience doing like obviously gore and effects and things like that. I'm surprised like I, I feel like the acting this bad had to be intentional. Don't you think like, that this is so bad it's good? It, they're not trying to but nobody's trying to deliver but a but great acting. But I feel like it was pushed to a so like almost so bad it's bad. <laughs> Like this is just bad, and like like this guy Jamie, uh, who is like I guess supposed to be a good guy in in the movie, uh, one one of our bowlers here. Like when it gets to that scene at the end where like all the bodies are on display, he gives this really 
dry, like Ben Stein, like description. It, like, like he and this other girl find all the bodies as this beautiful gore display, and they're supposed to be panicking and trying to escape. And he just like, as she's screaming her head off, he just gives a very dry explanation of every single body. Like, oh my god, Sarah, <laughs> they gave Sam a mangina. And then it's like a couple other like quick. It's just like really. I feel like there were some things going for like comedic touch, and maybe it was just a tonal thing, and or maybe this isn't the isn't the kind of humor I'm picking up on. It was so bad that it was. It just at the end of the day ended up being bad. All that being said, this movie is like a couple of tweaks and tonal things away from like being like the Prowler or a body melt or a street trash or something like that. It was close. Slime City. I thought of a number of things that I watched too, and this did remind me of '80s, but not on effed up movies. But I watched The Brain. Have you guys seen The Brain? No, but you've talked about so. that. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's uh, got the dude that plays the decapitated head in Reanimator. In it. Oh, nice. But this, I, I like this because it reminds me of the late '80s raunch. Yes. Explosion okay. That's that, definitely like a piece street of this. Ta- street yeah. trash. Yeah, is or from even that. into like a Porky's or a teen sex comedy type. Right. Thing. Right, and I think I I wonder if some of the you know over the top stuff is trying to be like those movies, but it's seems so out of date it, even in two thousand seven. You know what I mean? Speaking of brain, one of my favorite parts was the <laughs> death by double bowling ball smash. Oh, I thought you were say death by sixty nine. Well, I was going to get to that. So death, <laughs> we got a death by sixty nine. First of all, I believe unsimulated sixty nine. And then there's the there's the death of the two bowling balls smash and the brain just pops right out almost like it's a, good. Oh, we don't think we've ever seen we've seen many penises ripped in half, bitten off the hot dog half, way, sliced uh. the long way. <laughs> it was sliced. that was painful. That's like, a I fillet. Actually, I, 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 you say that I just close my legs. <laughs> and it was like, very that was the most uh. realistic. One of the most realistic parts was the long way flaying of the penis. Oh. I'd say this week in the low budget special effects department, this movie definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's great! You could, I mean, the guy yeah. like trying to said cut his teeth and and doing effects. I mean, not just like the horror, like Final Destination that I mentioned. He he would do work on like Elf. I yeah. mean, some pretty legit Bunch flicks with yeah. some cool, like very diverse effects. You have Death by Bowling Ball Waxer. Yes, that I didn't one. know that existed. <laughs> I I, rem- I kind of <laughs> vaguely remember those. That was one of my favorite ones. It feels like there's one point in the movie, I felt like the entire movie was an excuse for the severed head to come up the bowling ball return oh, yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. That finally happens like three quarters through. Oh, there it is. There's the head up the chute. And so our killer, our killer this slasher <laughs> is just a guy with a bowling bag over his head. Yeah. There's not even, are there any eye sockets or anything? It looks like he, he did punch two holes in it. Okay. Yeah. So so I'm making fun of like, like the Jalo comment Very or whatever. Because he like, got the black gloves and then he puts the bowling bag case on his head. No, no, but I, I'm making fun of you for maybe not picking up where the killer was. It took me the entire movie to be like who the what what is bbk because they're bowling bowling a a player shows up no it's bowling bag i know i know i thought the whole time it would probably be bowling ball killer i didn't get either and then they said it and i was like wow i feel fucking stupid i'm like racking my brain like this must be some like creative (laughs) mind theological biblical (laughs) reference (laughs) it's kind of like btk or something yeah they keep seeing this mysterious bbk on the bowling scoreboard and when he's knocking out strikes in their little skulls. and I like that. Uh, did you guys notice, though, during that whole, the overnight competition, the bowling competition between the two teams, during that whole sequence, they were never 
in the same room at the same time. Did you they notice? shot it differently. There was no interaction whatsoever. The first bowling match, like there is, the opening. But then the second one, it's like they're not even aware that the other party is in the lane next no, to them. No, if you it's read so about funny. the movie, they actually had to film those separately. It's obvious. So it's yeah. all like, yeah, it's none so of them weird. are in the same place once, the, so once it gets going. Like, it's a really poorly done uh, in terms of like mystery or like characters realizing that something's wrong. That's why I'm saying, like, I can't believe you didn't guess the killer. At the beginning of the whole thing, well, after the rape, setting up sort of like the the motive, I suppose, for all, all the deaths to come, two people get on an elevator and you don't see them again till the end of the movie. It's like at no point is it even like they just pop back in with a soda or something like remember. that or like right. bowl of frame. Yeah, no, there's gone, long like, absences. I mean, you know, I just that's why I that's I think that's part of the absurdist nature of it. It's it is fair, totally absurd, and it's leaning into that instead of trying to you know do something that's not within its grasp. I feel like, and so it's just it's so bad. It's good. Yeah, it, it had enough going on for me that I I applauded its efforts. Uh, yeah, know, like with the special effects and the story went places it did not need to go. And there was some actually good acting. What I thought, I thought the, the guy that swears, the, the guy all the that time. runs the bowling alley, I thought yeah. was pretty great. He was fun, and I thought this guy was good too. No, he's so bad, <laughs> so bad. He's the guy at the end that's like, "Look at that dead body. Let me describe what happened to it." Well, this guy, this guy plays the douchebag. He has a popped collar, the polo shirt. He's like the douchebag character that you'd see in any '80s horror movie. I think he did a pretty good job if, as the douchebag because it's pretty over the top. Uh, you know, it is very over the top. He's he's, he's like, like a Biff. villain in Toxic Avenger, like you said, like something right. like that's what it reminds me of. Interesting soundtrack choices in this. A lot of Loverboy. Yeah, how'd they Remember clear Loverboy? that? And that's a lot what of, I was I wondering. Know. A lot of BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive, but but a more obscure numbers. Not in, I don't think I don't know if there were any of the hits. Um, April Wine, another band. I don't even. Yeah, yeah but the did, but the person that did the score. Not not the music. Yeah, the actual film score was done by the dude we talked about him. Um, it might have been a Patreon episode, but it's this guy from this band Zombie. So in this, he's credited as Gianna Rossi, but his name's Steve Moore, and he's done like VFW. I think Bass Boy talked about him. Bliss. Like yeah. he's done a bunch of horror scores. He just did the Joe Lynch film Suitable Flesh. Yeah, uh, he's a legit musician and and film score. I'm assuming when you work in the industry and obviously Ryan Nicholson had some connections and made some friends, like there's, there's some elements of this that are good filmmaking. The music's okay. And the, the effects are pretty good. Did you guys see that this, this movie holds claim to one of the very most uses of the word fuck in a commercially released film? Oh, well, I was saying that, that the bad guy says fucking awful. awful yeah. Lot. They, the producers, I think claim something like, they actually have a number that they claim like 544, something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's rated up with Wolf of Wall Street is up there. That shocked me when I read that. Yeah. That didn't, I haven't seen it, but that doesn't shock me uh, that those guys would be, I, I found that a little bit annoying, but again, just part of the, the vibe. Uh, the overuse of every single line everyone says the whole time like fucking fucking goddamn fucking but it's in between all the cliche lines you could ever hope for everything is like okie dokie smoky and but throw fuck in there like 10 times like everything is a total like cliche saying in this but yeah they say fuck a lot it's also shocking they said that most of the dialogue was improvised oh well that makes me respect the performers more though Ouch. They had to say something. 
This was uh, submitted to the MPAA. They wanted to cut almost 20 minutes, supposedly, to give it an R rating. So it was released unrated, of course. And you mentioned, Kevin, before we started, supposedly there exists a Gutter Balls 2 Balls Deep from 2015, I want to say. I didn't look too hard. Nor did I, but I couldn't. I can't find it on any of the VOD sites. I couldn't find that on YouTube. There's a trailer on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Ryan Nicholson's wiki says 2023, but for, everything for the sequel. Yeah, but everything else is 2015. So I'm not real sure like what happened with that. But you know, I actually think that if this movie wasn't as raunchy and and as lewd and mm. dirty and wrong, yeah, that it actually yeah. could be a thing where. Someone could have a great slasher franchise and bowling alleys and roller skating rinks and like throwback kind of like because it's this lays out like a really good slasher. It's just there's parts that are just preposterous. The bag over the head being the biggest one for me. <laughs> but that's <laughs> like, one of my favorite parts. Though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. I, I think maybe if they had gone a, a little not so hard on some of the the sexual elements, I think it might have achieved more of a cult status than, than it has. But I, I think we might be underselling the fact that there's just like bloody vaginas and like, <laughs> like mean, yeah, I mean, severed dicks in the porn. It's just anal it's, rape with a, with a sharpened um, bowling pin. Bowling pin. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, don't throw this on at a, a party. No, Do not, not throw on gutter balls. <laughs> That's the thing. As fun as the rest of it is, yeah, you got to know about. <laughs> All of that stuff. Like sometimes it's, my like, complaint is always like, man, these guys like they should have gone harder with this yeah, movie. Or this yeah. movie, it went too hard. Like <laughs> yeah. back this off, you'd actually have a box office hit if you backed it off a little bit. You know, maybe you don't need the anal rape and all that stuff. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, debate for another day. with that real live shit. Okay, our second film for Dave's Filth Week, Snuff 102. A young reporter begins to unravel the secrets of an underground myth, Snuff Films. Soon she falls in a gruesome spiral of shocking images, not suited for the faint of heart. An investigation on Snuff Films and onto the true meaning of violence. Ah, this one brought me back. (laughs) This one brought me back to the trilogy of filth. The the feeling when you're just watching it and you're like, God, I got to get through this. What am I watching? I have to do th- other things after and before <laughs> this. And it's going to affect your whole day and make you feel weird that you're just watching this. And part of the horror of Snuff 102 is like you kind of wonder it's horror because you have it on your search history. You know what I mean? It's like scary <laughs> like that. Horror. Yeah, exactly. Because they reference that throughout the movie. They're always talking about people's search history and they go into these sites and everything. And you're like, well, fuck, yeah. I'm on one right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it, it very much has that vibe. And I saw this on a meme that Caitlin sent me uh, that I sent you guys to. And oh, there was a few on the meme <laughs> that I hadn't seen. And just a list of like the tip of the iceberg for disturbing movies all the way 
to the furthest point, and I read and I watched Engineering Red, the furthest one, and the, a lot of the ones you get later, they're disturbing, but they're like war or people like starving to death or yeah. or like threads, people dying right. from you know yeah. nuclear holocaust. So uh, it's not like horror. So I got through a lot of that stuff, and then this was on the top tier of that list. So I was like, I want to try to get through all these movies in this top tier because there's too many that I had not seen. And I forgot that I actually did get kind of PTSD. We overdid it. The yeah, trilogy yeah. of Ow. filth, we overdid it and for me. <laughs> oh, we did. And uh, I, I was like, oh, why am I doing this? Why am I watching this? But overall, I had not seen this before. I usually don't pick movies that I hadn't seen before, but... I wanted to be people that talked about this movie because I've seen very few mentions of it. And when it is mentioned, it's always in these extreme lists. It's on the obscure side, even of extreme horror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was disappointed. I thought that there was a lot of things that took me out of it. Part of the thing, if you're going to make something look like a snuff film or it's like a essentially a found footage, whatever home movie shot on video thing, then it should be... They should fool you with the camera tricks and use the light. And I thought a lot of the things they did were very blatant yeah. uh, as far as yeah. the, the effects and and all that. And that took me out of it. And then I was never, ever engaged in any of like what was going on with the, the hokey story that was kind of put together with it. Um, it just was kind of like lame torture to me with bad camera effects like every single shot has a different filter on it. Like, why would someone have this many cameras shooting? Just grab the camera and turn it on. They They're just torturing like, people. I know. Just, like, yeah. one's a VHS, and this one's from, a like, an old-timey 8 millimeter, and this one is like, like, come on, dude. It's just so many filters. The editing looked like it was a high school project. I didn't like this one. The only thing I, I did like about it is that it referenced people watching movies and are you watching a movie that you shouldn't be watching and this is real and At what all point that. do you stop watching right. something like that? Right, so of, I kind of like that aspect of it a little bit, but... Uh, you watch all the way through. Your answer is never. You well, watch all the way to the yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, animal uh, abuse also turned me off right from the beginning. Yeah. The first few shots of the movie start with animal death. That's a, but, I mean, I watched Saltburn yesterday, and they got a they got a pig on the rotisserie at the true at the party. It's the same thing. They got a pill, kill that's, that pig. That's a time tested extreme trick too. Just like can, um, Cannibal Holocaust, you know, that's that's sort of a long time thing to do. Throw some throw some stock footage of animal abuse in there to try to right. I mean, when I go to the store to get turtle meat, I never even <laughs> think that that's how they're killed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so you know, let's not be totally hypocritical. Here. But I don't necessarily want to, you know, that's not generally what I'm looking for when I'm watching a, a movie, but I understand. I liked it when I picked movies done. where the animals were ejaculating and they were happy, <laughs> you know? Aww. Yes. Like The Beast, Death of Dick Long, uh, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what did you what did you guys think of uh, Snuff 102? This one's really terrible. It, everything, you mean you pretty much just touched on and not in, not in a good way. It, it's really poorly sequenced. You mentioned like, you know, I don't I don't know if we were recording or not, but you like I try to find like, you know, the movies that at least stay within like the cinema. This one was trying really hard. And I feel like that the director was trying to do something like artsy. 
failed miserably. And just like the last movie, in a much different way, this one also is struggling like tonally. So when we watch a movie like Guinea Pig that we watched, where very little dialogue, there is no story really. It's also not even an hour or somewhere around. No, there. but it, it's it's gore. It's a lot closer to a snuff film, in my opinion, than this one. And then you've got some other movies that are like really digging into like the stuff that Dave was talking about. Why do you watch these things? What would drive one to do this? What is your personal line? How much has the internet and, and video opened up the possibilities of people pushing their boundaries and getting through, you know, what's who well, you can turn on the TV and see what well, now you can select all of that. Like, give me one or the other. Or at least do it much more intelligently than this movie did, because this is really confusing. Like, if you're going for, like, a shock thing, all of the poor camera quality and the bad effects aside, the choppiness of going in between uh, character development and the interviews that one of the women are doing to uh, a so-called expert on this type of film, and then going into, like, the torture scenes, you know, that's really tough to get through and to follow, and then all of a sudden, like somewhere, third act is just like straight linear storytelling. Here, here we go. Now we're just going to show you, like, yeah. you know, everything yep. from here on out. It jumps around. It's confusing. Yeah, it not in not not a great way. Um, there are some provocative statements that that you guys have already referenced that did give me pause. And honestly, one of the things that really like I really enjoyed, and I, I don't know if the director did this on purpose or not. But the movie opens with, again, some some nonsensical edits and things like that, and inexplicable like pig getting slaughtered. Uh, but then it gets you to a computer screen. And basically on this computer screen, it's like old school, like internet browser. And it's like just categories of absolute extreme filth movies. And the mouse keeps like hovering over them. So you see like, you know, bestiality and this and that Scat. Like, am i the Scat. am i am, again it's real real i'm gonna tread lightly here. Yeah, but it's kind of but it's it, a pov it's, it's a POV, pov shot so it's like you, this is your scroll am i the only yeah. one that was like all of a sudden caught myself being like no no, no stop on that one no. so i like did like did the Scat. director do this because like <laughs> subconsciously well, because it goes by snuff 102 or, no, but right, I'm just saying, like, subconsciously, I feel like... You, you felt like you, you're on the internet. You're sitting there, and you're yeah, like, actually, yeah. uh, no, 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 stop and click on that one. Like, <laughs> like I had to catch myself. Which like, one oh, Which one did shit. you want to... I don't remember, on, and even if I did, I wouldn't yeah. say. <laughs> but there's moments of this film that are, like, thought-provoking. They are interesting like that. Uh, I just wish it had been one or the other. Because, again, uh, a movie like Guinea Pig is going to give you some really difficult to watch, like, grotesque... Uh, that we had, well that we had covered. You can see what's going on. Just good effects, and here we go. And other films that we've discussed get into the psychological aspects and some of this like whole, uh, the whole psychology of it, the internet versus you know censorship and like all this other stuff. Uh, and this movie, all honestly, a lot of these movies. You said Trent, like guinea pigs, not even an hour. This fucking movie is long. way over an hour. Yeah, this shit is it's way too way long. Too long. I agree with that. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I enjoyed this movie. I think that it's better than I think you guys. Um, like it, better than we thought it was, or this movie I think is I liked better it, than us. What I want to say is I think I liked it more than you guys, but I'm putting air quotes around. You liked. like it more than you like us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
this is funny. This is um, from Argentina, written directed by Mariano Peralta, who seems to have vanished from the internet uh, sometime after this movie was made. I want to talk a little bit more about Mr. Peralta. I heard about this on the Extreme podcast, Our Bloody Obsession, that I've mentioned before. They talked about this movie, and so I kind of had an idea of, of what it was, but I was thinking that it's funny that people are talking about this movie right now after When Evil Lurks has been out from Argentina, and we talked about Terrified. You know, there's actually a ton of genre horror films being made in Argentina. Uh, we talked about She-Wolf way back a long time ago. There are a ton if you go digging, but they haven't really broken out you know, that much into the international markets until, until When Evil Lurks. This would not be the one that would ever break out <laughs> no. of international no. markets. One thing that it, that it did that I didn't like was the way that it tried, it had extreme gore sequences, very extreme gore. I think we saw a fetus ripped out of a, of a womb, right? That went on, right? And then he actually like waved the fetus in the face of the other. Well, he's, he stabbed. He stabbed. I thought he went, it looked like he pulled it out, I thought. No, then he uses the, no, that's just the knife. Okay. It's very and hard then to he, see. Then he that's, uses that's the, the, thing. So the there's, same knife. In another... Well, then he... Yeah, then he does... It's the not f- the fetus. No, yeah. It's- That's the thing. It does all these extreme gore practical effects that are quite good, what you can see of them, but it's so... The way that it's shot, it's it's so saturated and so fucked up that it's kind of hard to tell even so... That's where I thought you were going, Kevin, talking about guinea pig. If you're just going to do a gore fest, at least let's see it and not have to be, you know, guessing. And I guess that the idea is that it makes it more realistic. It's a real snuff film. The whole point of this is the journalist investigating snuff and the the urban legend, essentially, of a movie that is commercially released where somebody actually is killed in it and you don't know. That's kind of what she's investigating, the existence of such a thing, which we've never, you know, it's never really been uncovered in real life. But that's what she's delving into. So what happens is she ends up in a snuff film. And I, I kind of like that that twist. I mean, we've seen that before where the investigator, the intrepid investigator ends up getting totally wrapped up and trapped in the sordid world that they're investigating. I liked a lot of that. You know, at first I was like, okay, we're doing this psycho babble academic bullshit about Carl Jung and collective consciousness and the new media age. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. So you can say that and get on to the killing. But I actually did like a lot of that stuff. I thought they were... I thought this movie does really actually, you know, raise some questions and try to make some points. And I will say, last thing, it is way too long. It's like an hour 40. But the final act is a great horror movie. The the escape of the main character, the final girl, is awesome. If you can just get to that point, I would watch that part again. The end, the whole final act of this movie, I thought was so scary and tense. And there's lots of faults getaways, false endings, and it just keeps going and going with her battle against this guy. So I thought there was certainly things that were good about this. I checked out of this when they started having a plot and when they had started having dialogue, and I knew part of it might have been the translation. Their dialogue just seemed terrible very acting. simple <laughs> and like <laughs> stupid. No, it was terrible, yeah. They're supposed to be having this intellectual conversation, and he's supposed to be fooling her as some sort of like <laughs> expert on... Uh, snuff i don't yeah. know yeah or transgressive yeah, but, viewing and 
there's a, there's a good habits. movie. There's a good movie in here. Yeah, it's I, called eight all, millimeter, right? Full of full of. Is you it know, eight millimeter? <laughs> I was gonna say. I was literally just gonna say somewhere between eight millimeter and guinea pig. Yeah. There's a movie in here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I think maybe that's what he was going for. And and when I say like give me one or the other, I, I would have been fine if this had been like more of a linear story with a little bit more character development and some some better dialogue. I actually kind of liked and and I got reengaged when they started doing like the interview sequences. I thought they were too short though, because then the 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 torture scenes would be way too long and so poorly shot. Uh, yeah. And when I say poorly shot, it's poorly lit, like bad camera work. You can't see anything. Yeah. Um, that I would uh, honestly like just start to like completely get disengaged. And and maybe we're jaded, but like even the extreme gore in this wasn't all that extreme. Maybe because you couldn't see it as well. But I mean, I don't know. I, maybe I mean Dave's got a point. Like after a trilogy of filth, like there's there's a part of me that died. I think, and it's going to take <laughs> a pretty big spark to get that yeah, engine I, going again. There was nothing in this that I was like, you know, oh my god, that's yo, so crazy. Ooh. The cutting off of the finger scene, I thought was terrible because you see her on the table like squirming and screaming, and then it cuts to the hand or the arm, and it's just completely still, and it's obviously just like a rubber. Had. I thought I that know. was a good scene. I mean, it, it is very obvious how it's they try to camouflage how amateur it is with with the, the faux. If I the faux if, home if I recording. cast you in a snuff movie, <laughs> right, and I'm like, I want you to star in my snuff movie. You agree? Yeah. Maybe it's not a real snuff movie. Maybe it's just a movie about snuff. I'm gonna have to hit you <laughs> if I'm directing this movie. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're and portraying this. I I think they could have. Done a little, they hmm. could have tried a little harder. I respected they faked out the pregnant lady uh, things, like when they're stepping on her stomach and all that <laughs> stuff. But I thought they could have done a little bit better. I was almost convinced with some of the punching in the beginning. Oh, my God. Some of the punching was, was all that right. That was brutal. That was maybe the most brutal scene in the whole movie. I the only believable that. part. Yeah, that me. was like, oh, my God. That was toward the beginning. You're like, uh, where are we going to go from here? There are some good nuggets, though you you mentioned, Trent. Like there are some good one-liners, and I think there are there are some uh, some gaps in the translation in terms of yeah, of what sure. yeah. you know what we would take away from it. But like the the one there is one part where uh, our final girl is interviewing somebody and and the brainiac there, the expert on all of yeah. this, and they're talking about morality. Yeah, and it's something to the effect of uh, he asks her like. Why be moral when you can be anonymous? Right. That was a pretty I loved thought-provoking I loved line. That. Like that was a pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, 2007. We're still internet still and so heating it's up. And it's like, still the beginning. And he's talking about this new media age where everyone has unlimited bandwidth. They have complete anonymity. Right. And What's the line about bandwidth is like, why would you if bandwidth if it's unlimited, why right. would you limit yourself? Right. And exactly. and nobody even has to know what you're viewing and then that he kind of wraps that into this whole capitalism thing about a consumption driven society society is all about what is consuming and what is most popular to consume is fragments of people's bodies you know he's talking about i love that thing about porn how it porn cuts up and fragments the human body because the image of certain body parts is what's Shoulders, important and ankles, the, the whole is like, not yeah. doesn't really exist and you know tying that into valuing some bodies more than others this kind of does the thing where the victims at least two of them are either sex workers drug addicts they're people are very vulnerable and nobody cares about them they talk about that so it's like 
some some bodies are valued more than others, and some are valued for just being dismembered sort of parts. I thought it got into some pretty yeah, deep but, stuff. Like this, for instance, where they're like, oh, we're going to film you doing the dishes. We're going to film you eating your cake. Like, this has been... 10 minutes that you know we yeah. don't need yeah. we don't need it's this. way too long no. yes. this is a school and, project right and here. trent like it's a school project <laughs> yes our conversation take of what we took away from these snippets of decent dialogue yeah that's that's the biggest fault i have with this movie is it's so disjointed yeah and not even the torture day dave's point's even better there are just some scenes that aren't even extreme torture that are just painful. They add nothing to character development. Uh, and and it, typically they would be pulling you away from a scene where you were just starting to get interested and your brain was starting to work about what this movie could be trying to tell you. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. And you know, honestly, I I'm, can't help but compare it to some of the less extreme but still disturbing stuff that we've talked about, like Be My Cat. And what was the other movie you did that week, Trent? That was a golden Prokhov. week. Sergei yes. Prokhov. Yeah. Yes, Sergei Prokhov. Those movies, uh, I think that they did such a good job with so little that I don't have patience for. Yeah. I yeah. know what you can do if you just had turn a camera on on somebody and you know, you can make something a little bit more creative than this. Even Definitely. even the practical effects, I was like just disappointed in like, okay, well, I feel like if you have a camera that you can do a better job than this, or I don't know. I just didn't feel the love like I did the other movie where they were really into the craft. And, you know, I could see that they, that the director and the special effects guy from Gutterballs did other things and went on to do other things where this guy, <laughs> I don't know necessarily, you said he's in hiding. You, this Peralta uh, I fellow? I feel like he's done like a, like all short films and stuff like that. I don't know if he's in hiding, but uh, yeah, he did a bunch of short films before this. Stuff like Mundo Trasho 1, Mundo Trasho 2, yeah. <laughs> Mondo, Mondo yeah. Trasher, Mondo Trasho 1 through 3, uh, and some other shorts. And he did a little bit of acting, but this is the last. So this was his first feature, 2007, and this is the last thing he's done. There's no credit he doesn't really exist on the internet. There's a, a, a famous soccer player named uh, Mariano Peralta. Not him. Uh, this guy hasn't has seemed to disappear from the film world. And I believe I've uncovered his Instagram account, his personal Instagram. I think I found him. It goes back to 2014, and there's no reference to film. There's no reference to movie, to horror, certainly nothing about Snuff 102. Anything that seems like this might have just, just for whatever reasons we can only speculate, this was the end of uh, of his. You're going to get us killed. We barely survived. We don't, we don't know, Adrian Tofi. We barely survived that. I mean, you're going to find one of these guys on the internet, and they're going to come kill us. <laughs> I mean, Argentina certainly has um, some pretty serious sex trafficking problems. I thought that was some of the theme of this movie that maybe was referencing, you know, more uh, more local kind of stuff that goes on so who knows also the music in this unforgivably oh, bad that kick and drum the, and the just the, all like all the sound design and everything <clears throat> like at first i was like oh this is pretty cool and and it was like i was like uh volume riding like wow this is like pretty intense but it's so bad and like we talked about the sequences go on for so long that there's a difference between like grating 
and irritating. Yeah. Like grating to me, it, it could be effective. It's is making you anxious in a way that's like keeping you on right. the edge of your seat. It's adding right. to your experience. Irritating is like, <laughs> will you please shut the fuck up and then also turn that terrible fucking electro beat off? Like it just I don't know. Didn't I, like it. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting for a movie on this budget to bang. I'm waiting I'm waiting to find the diamond in the rough like this. I thought this might be it, but less editing, like try less hard and make it look more like it, you're actually watching, you know, something you're not supposed to watch, you well, know? Yeah, That's... I mean, I, th- I thought it was hampered a lot by the act. The acting is quite bad. And, and it's shot, like you said, those scenes in particular are shot like a school project. It, it, it's an amateur hour. And then I think there are a lot of much more effective parts, but it's just all kind of a big mess. As far as the sound, though, Kevin, I was commending this movie on its lack of these types of films often have a kind of quiet actual mood to most of it. But then that's constantly interrupted and intercut with the shrillest, loudest screams ever. And you've got to keep, like you said, volume riding it. And that gets really irritating. Some of these movies are like, oh my God, I can't listen to it anymore. This one I thought was very low on the screaming. There could have been way more screaming. I appreciated that oh, Mr. Peralta I didn't do as I disagree. Much. Maybe because I was watching it in the house with family <laughs> who kept cu- like coming into my office and being like, can you maybe turn that off? Like, what is happening? He's got the gag. He gags them all and then there's so there is a lot of stuff where they're like yeah, that's what I'm saying. vomiting yeah. and like <laughs> drooling and daddy what do you what website do you want daddy <laughs> yeah yeah this is only now i looked for this i tried to find any other way even though i love fdupmovies.com i appreciate what they do i think it's important and it's actually it's not that hard to use yes it'll open a couple windows no big deal you just close them and you watch the movie it's no big deal but i did look for this on any other possible site. Sometimes you can find obscure ad-driven sites or old archive sites, but I could not find this anywhere except effed up movies. So you'll have to just close a couple windows if you want to check this out. <laughs> Effedupmovies.com. I would consider this, honestly, as, as many problems as it has, I would consider this, if you're into extreme horror and you know you want to know that realm, I, I do think this is notable and there's a reason that we it came across our radars, both you and I independently. I do think if you know what you're getting into, the the worst of the worst, the real filth, I think this one has some some value. Yeah, I, I'll go back to, I got through it because I knew that this conversation would be more fun than the slog of the movie <laughs> itself. That may so be this, true. That this may is be an true. example <laughs> where like, I couldn't wait to talk about this with you guys. And I knew that that would make the hour and forty minutes of of real bad film <laughs> worth it, and 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 I might be doing a disservice. We've gotten some you know listener feedback that they don't always enjoy it when we're talking about movies that we didn't like. Uh, but you know what? Maybe just listen to this episode and uh, read a fucking synopsis. Decide for yourself, folks. I've been there. I think it was worthwhile. But I'm not saying you should. <laughs> it's one of the. I mean, I mean, both of these movies aren't the kind of movies people are gonna be running around and be like that movie fucks. Yeah. I love that movie. It's, it's gonna be seen the... any good movies lately. <laughs> oh yeah, Snuff One Hundred Two, bro. Yeah, throw on Snuff One Hundred Two. That was yeah. The funniest thing to me is the title because it sounds like you've graduated from Snuff One Hundred One, right? And now you're now you're taking Snuff One Hundred Two. You know, you're making good grades, so you're moving up here. <laughs> snuff school. Scat poop. Take you to snuff, snuff fantasy. <laughs> I was trying to go through. They're showing the... Uh... 
the this, potentials. This old keep this. I love old computers and movies. You know, there there was that whole actual porn set scene in there where one of the victims, I believe it's one of the victims, uh, is shoots amateur porn uh, as one way to to survive. And that's when it when it's talking about the the connection between porn and the the image the the dismembered image of the human body and that being capitalized and all this it, it works in that that connection to porn in there i thought that was interesting well know? like uh, grotesque this has something the nailing of the skin in terms of uh, grotesque that, i think that's an example like the finger cutting scene you mentioned way way i mean not even the same league right as far as effects goes right i want i wanted i don't know i wanted more from this movie but um We'll have to keep digging. <laughs> Next week. Next week. All right. Well, I could not be taking us on a harder turn. Oh. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. We went through Christmas, varying degrees <laughs> of uh, intensity. Uh, Dave sobered us up real quick to start the new year. Uh, so I was thinking, you know, it's a new year. We're going into 2024. A lot of people like to give all of these cliches like your resolutions, clean slate, yada, yada, yada. What I'd like to do is revisit something that we've all done that I think, you know, sometimes you take something you've already done, you've already seen, and you try to change it. Maybe it's for the better. Maybe it's for the worse, but pretty different. We talked about Alien. And I've been we on did. a huge, yep. long time ago, Alien kick. Yeah, you said you've watched the whole, all run of them recently. So we're gonna do Aliens. Oh, okay. Which right now right. is on Max. Okay. Wow. Much different time. film than Alien. Yeah. And then we're gonna revisit another movie that we talked about, which is Twenty Eight Days Later. And we're gonna go do Twenty Eight Weeks Later, which is okay. on Hulu right Sequel now. Sequel week. I love it. Yeah. Great. Nice. 